Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. You have opposing the Matrix here. It is 2-24-2020. I like this year. There's a lot of neat dates in it, especially in February, like 2-22 and, and stuff like that. Um, reminds me of an old television show. Remember 2-22, Jim? <laughs> Room 2-22. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so we're here uh, with Jim and uh, Jim Wilhelmson, of course, and uh, Eric Smith. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. how you doing? Ah, good deal. Um, <clears throat> folks, tonight we, uh, <laughs> if, if you think that the show has been bizarre before, <clears throat> it might get a little more bizarre tonight. We, we're going to broach a subject tonight um, that we're, we're coming at not as um, so much as fact, but uh, asking questions maybe is a good way to put it. It's something that has some elements to it that give it merit. And there are other things that are kind of so fantastic that, you know, you, you wonder, you know, how can this be true? Um, and this all came to us, uh, uh, it was about a week and a half ago, and maybe less, maybe a week ago. Uh, Jim sent out a, a plea to me and Eric saying that he had seen a, a video and that uh, he had tried to find the video again, and it's gone. And he gave us some keywords to look for in the length of the video and everything, and and by golly, I've, I've been spending a whole week looking for this video, and I haven't found it. Um, I've typed in every combination of keywords you could into YouTube, uh, everything, and it just doesn't exist anymore. So that that in itself is kind of uh, a suspect, you know, and um, and, I, and I've told Jim that, you know, I can't find it. I don't think, Eric, you've had any luck, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, so you see yeah, there's... One guy that saw it, two guys that are trying to find it, and it's not there. So um, my suspicions are that it was kind of a little too close to the truth, and YouTube took it down, or somebody had YouTube I'm, take it down. I'm sure that might be the case. Yeah. So, um, so uh, you know, is everybody sitting down? You know, if, you, if you're listening, please sit down, because <laughs> um, I think it's important that you do. Um, but there, there is a rumor out there. That, like I said, has some truth to it, some truthful elements to it, that uh, uh, Donald Trump, <laughs> how do I say this without people just going away? Um, <laughs> you, Donald, know if it's strange, you know, if it's strange to us, it's got to be really strange. And yeah. This, this is, and it's a speculation, guys. We're not saying, we don't know what to make of it ourselves completely. But, and you know, even amongst the three of us, there's, you know, variations of what we uh, see or, or think, and that's cool. You know, it, this is just a speculation. Yeah, but and that that subject is, and I'm going to say it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Drum um, roll is yeah. Is Donald <laughs> Trump a time traveler? Okay, there it is. I got it out. And now I feel like there's a big weight off my shoulders. Uh, it, there are a number of people out here that out on you know, in, uh, internet land that are talking about this, and um, there are there are books out there, um, and you know I didn't have time to uh, to look for the books, but uh, uh, hold on a sec, because I ordered this book actually. Um, it, oh yeah, here we go. There we go. Um, there's a book that's out there, uh, or a series of books, actually, by uh, the author is um, 
Ingersoll, uh, where is it? Oh, it's funny. Paige doesn't have it. Uh, Jim, help somebody. me, Ingersoll, somebody. Okay, yeah. I, oh, I Ingersoll know. Lockwood. There it is. That's it, Lockwood, yes. And he wrote a book called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. And that wouldn't be... Back in like eight, at the turn of the uh, 20th century, right? Well, 18... back in the 1800s, yeah. Yeah, 1800s, right. Right. He wrote another book called The Last President, um, and uh, that's that's kind of a bizarre book. And I can't wait to get this in the mail. I, I ordered a book on, um, I think it was on Amazon, and that book has all of Lockwood's books in it, and uh, all four of them that he wrote on the subject. Anyway, you've got to get that. Yeah, and um, Donald Trump even in a book that he wrote, uh, America, What We Deserve. Uh, wrote some very interesting things uh, that seemed a little prophetic about for its time. And I have some of that information uh, that I can share. But um, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, guys, but, you know, in the last two years, Baron Trump seems to have grown about two feet. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that's really weird. You know, I've heard of growth spurts before, but, you know, this this kid is just growing leaps and bounds. So. Yeah, I've um, seen spurts like that. Being a little guy, I'm aware of these kind of matters. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, and I, I'm come. You know, I was never short nor tall, but uh, you know, just average, basically. You know, around six foot. But um, I never remember growing that fast in that short a time. But he's almost his father's six two, and he's almost as tall as his father. And what is he? Thirteen years old? Fourteen? Right around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So. You know, he might turn out to be a good uh, six, six and a half feet or something like that, or six, two, like his father. And that number is kind of interesting because Tesla was six, two. And um, there was another uh, famous person. I can't remember who it is right now. Oh, Lockwood himself. He formed a club called um, yeah, the uh, the cult of or the, the cult Titans. of six, six, two or something like that. There was a group called the Titan Society. Yeah, the Titan six, two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six. You had to be six two to be in it. Yeah, which is weird. But anyway, um, in this book that uh, talks about um, uh, Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey, supposedly in the book, <clears throat> there's a kid named Baron Trump, uh, spelled with one R. Trump's son is spelled with two, um, who is spurred on to go to the Ural Mountains in uh, in Russia. Because he heard that there's an entrance to the uh, inner earth, to the hollow earth. And so he makes a trip over there and he goes down there. And while he's there in the inner earth, he meets all kinds of beings. Um, and he uh, is actually finds that they have the ability to travel through time. And it just gets really weird because it's, you know. It, it wasn't the opening in Russia. Yeah, yeah, in the Ural Mountains. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the Ural Mountains, right. Yeah. And so... Um, Anyway, you, you know, know, oh, all, all the stuff that's going around, you know, about well, this. You know, rec- maybe, recently, ahead, recently in those Ural Mountains, they have found oops arts, out of place artifacts, right? Te- technology that is equal or surpasses our technology today. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just blowing their minds over this. I mean, you know, so <laughs> there are enough little pieces of evidence. And by the time the end of our program, I hope everybody's going to wonder, wow. You know, it, I, I, the more I follow and serve the Lord, the less I see as coincidence. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end of tonight, maybe we can show enough 
evidence. My, to me, the most important thing is biblical evidence. And there is plenty of evidence in the scriptures for the technology that exists. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you research this, you know, like go to Google, <laughs> if you're able to. Um, I use DuckDuckGo, but um, and you, you type in, what did I type in? Baron Trump, time traveler. And uh, like the first three entries that you get is Snopes, Fact Check, and one other I can't remember right now. So if those are the three that are on top, it, it, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to persuade people or yep. point you out yep. in another direction so that you don't believe this. So that I find suspicious right there. And, you know, Snopes is nothing but a, um, a, um, a leftist oh, rag anyway. You right, know. right. And, um, but it's <laughs> awful funny that, you know, the, those are the three that are on top. And then, you know, you find all the other stuff that you're looking for. And like if you go into um, DuckDuckGo and then you go into videos, then you find a whole bunch of stuff. Or if you go to YouTube, you can do the same thing. Um, I found more videos on DuckDuckGo, though, than I found in YouTube, which is I thought was kind of interesting. But um, <clears throat> there are some people that are online and they're making fun of this. They make it sound like it's something real interesting to watch, and they're basically using it, using it to Trump bash. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, <clears throat> but there are other people that are, have, are finding a lot of different things about this. <clears throat> um, there, there are a lot of people that are... Um, of the new age uh, sort of persuasion that um, are getting into this and, uh, and and turning it into a new age thing. And um, not to say that they're not right, but, you know, I, when, when I go to those sites, I, I, you know, I go in there really suspicious. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just here, let me, if, if you don't mind guys, I, I just want to, um, I went to this site called News Punch. It says where mainstream fears to tread. Um, yes, I went to that one, too. It's good. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Did Donald Trump predict 9-11 a year before the attacks? It says over a year before the 9-11 attacks, Donald Trump wrote about a potential terror attack at the World Trade Center. He said it would be far worse than the bombings that had preceded it years before. Um, if you don't remember, if you're too young, uh, in the mid-90s, uh, some terrorists had brought a, a truck bomb down into the garage at the World Trade Center and tried to uh, uh, teeter teeter one of the buildings off of its foundation. But uh, Trump said in an interview that that place is built like a uh, brick outhouse. And, and the, uh, he says, you don't understand it, but the beams on that, most, most buildings are built with a, a main structure going up to center and then they build out from it. Well, the World Trade Center, and he said the reason why the windows are so were so narrow on it is that the beams are all on the outside. <clears throat> and Trump, in an interview, I watched it, said that uh, it wasn't just the planes that brought it down, but there, he suspected that there were explosions. But anyway, um, he wrote a book called The America We Deserve. And uh, he stated in, uh, that an attack on a major U.S. city was not just a probability, but an inevitability. Okay. <clears throat> And here's a quotation. I'm really convinced we're in danger of some sort of terrorist attack that might make the bombing of the World Trade Center, remember that was the early one in the 1990s, look like kids right. playing with firecrackers, wrote Trump in his 2000 book, The America We Deserve. No sensible analysis rejects the possibility, and plenty of them, like me, are not wondering if, but when it will happen. Trump even mentions Osama bin Laden in criticism of an American foreign policy that quickly jumps that jumps too quickly from one crisis to the next. 
in quote, um, one day we're told that a shadowy figure with no fixed address named Osama bin Laden is public enemy number one, and U.S. jet fighters let wait, let's, <laughs> lay waste to his camp in Afghanistan, uh, the Donald wrote. And, quote again, he escapes back under some rocks, and a few news cycles later, it's a new enemy in a new crisis. Boy, you have that right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, Trump started uh, a, a full-on war with uh, Florida Governor Jeb Bush on Friday when he suggested Bush's older brother and former President George W. Bush is to blame for the attacks on uh, September 2000, 11, 2001. <laughs> um, uh, Jeb, he knew something then. Yeah. Jeb Bush uh, took to Twitter defending his brother, calling Trump's attack pathetic, and told CNN's Jake Tapper on Sunday that Trump talks about foreign policy like he's still on his reality show, The Apprentice. Four years before The Apprentice ever aired, Trump devoted an entire section of his book to keeping America safe from terrorism, arguing our ignorance of the threats we face from terrorism was the biggest threat to national security. I can't wait to get this book. It should be here next tomorrow, I think. Um, quote, I may be making wave, but that's all right, uh, wrote Trump. Again, quote, making waves is usually what you need to do to rock the boat. And our national security boat definitely needs rocking. Let's point fingers. The, the biggest threat to our security is ourselves because we become arrogant, dangerously arrogant. It's time for a realistic view of the world and our place in it. Do we truly understand the threats that we face? And let me give you a warning. You won't hear a lot of what follows from candidates in this campaign because what I've got to say is definitely not happy talk. There are forces to be worried about. People and programs take action to take action against now. Okay, next paragraph, another quote. We face a different problem when we talk about the individual fanatics that want to harm us, the Donald continued, discussing the threat from individual terrorist organizations that despise American culture. Trump said such people were determined to attack us. Uh, quote, uh, we kill... We can kid ourselves all we want by mocking their references to the great Satan, but also keep in mind that there's no greater destiny for many people than to deal with the great Satan, a major kick in the, to deal the major, the great Satan, a major kick in the teeth, he wrote, adding that they despise U.S. support of Israel. Another quote, our teenage boys fantasize about Cindy Crawford, young terrorists fantasize about turning American city into charcoal, Trump wrote. Trump's prediction uh, predicted a major attack on an American city that would involve weapons of mass destruction, writing, yet it's time to go down to the hard business of preparing for what I believe is the real possibility that somewhere, sometime, a weapon of mass destruction would be carried into a major American city and detonated. Trump added that even if the U.S. mobilized, the country probably wouldn't be able to stop most attacks. Trump said that many people would be will- would willingly sign up for suicide mission in America that many U.S. military incursions create many more terrorists who want to harm us. Another quote, whatever their motives, fanaticism, revenge, suffice it to say that plenty of people uh, would stand in line for a crack at a suicide mission within America, Trump wrote. Another quote, in fact, the number of potential attackers grows every day. Our various military adventures, some of which are justified, some not create new legions of people who would like to avenge the deaths of family members or fellow citizens. And the last paragraph is a quote. It is one cost of peacekeeping we should keep in mind. I am not a hardcore isolationist. While I agree that we stick our noses into too many problems, not, not of our making, that we can't do much about, 
I strongly disagree with the idea that we can pull up the drawbridge to hide from uh, rogue nations or individual fanatics, end of quote. So that's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Basically, he said 9-11 was going to happen, and um, and it did. And uh, I don't know. What do you guys so think? Let's, well, I think the Bible has given us some answers, at least to the science, the physics behind it. Now, one person had wrote uh, that this was the looking glass. Yes, it is. It's a combination of a lot of different technologies, and it all comes back to following the money. Right. And you follow the money trail, you see where uh, things went. And believe it or not, all of the money that was put into the Nazi regime and their claim to have discovered two things. They discovered a manipulation of space-time and they were trying to perfect uh, what they thought was the Atlantean, um, the perfect Superman, Uberman, based on Helena Blavatsky's uh, book, Secret Doctrine. Um, through Operation Paperclip, we gleaned most of this as the victors of war. And, you know, you, you look at Nazi technology in 1933, the top of the line of their technology was a ME-109, uh, a conventional jet, uh, conventional, um, just a conventional airplane. It was a good fighter, but it was conventional. Twelve years later, they're the first ones to come out with um, – Let's see, how does this whole series go? They were the first ones to come out with a jet fighter, a jet bomber, um, a jet uh, Horton wing that looks just like our modern. Um, yeah, uh, um, B-2 bomber. B-2 bomber, yes. Um, what they didn't know about that is, you know, back when they first developed Northrop, developed it right after the war, it was very difficult to pilot. And that's because that. Horton wing was never, it was made by a conventional um, propelling, but they were only testing the aeronautics. The idea was that this was supposed to be anti-gravity. Mm-hmm. And they had the first, you know, they had, they jumped from, from just the ME-109 to all this technology in 12 years. They had the first uh, uh, anti-gravity, the grill and the uh, Hanabu saucer right. uh, they had the the cigar shaped um saucer that had three or four hanaboos in each one of them like a mothership um what are the types of ufos that were seen back in those early days exactly what these are recorded um they also had um let's see the first uh intercontinental ballistic missile the u2 the v1 the v2 mm-hmm. they had the first smart bomb they had the first, which was uh, also a jet propelled. Um, all this technology in a matter of 12 years, where did they get it from? Well, they claimed to get it from their ancient Nordic gods. Some of it came from their own version of a Roswell crash uh, in in uh, the Black Forest. I think it was in 1932, but they had no technology to even back engineer any of that, not until much later. Right. Um they also had 
two psychics that had made contact with the ancient Nordic gods, so they claimed, that gave them in Sumerian and in some other ancient text, um, they gave them the um, technology for the diglocka. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a known fact that the diglocka worked. That's a time machine. Um, so all of this is what we gained from Operation Paperclip, the Reinhard Galen organization. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be interesting to know how much our audience knows. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of an audience we have tonight, but most of these people were well aware, well informed. Um, some of them thought this was bad crap crazy, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. because yeah, I, I don't either. <laughs> I, I, you know, if something is strange to us guys, because we've done strange you know, a big portion of our, our lives, um, then I don't have a problem with anybody thinking that's strange. But when you add up all the evidence and everything, it's it's incredible. Um, you know, it was known that, um, what is the connection between um, Nikola Tesla, Tesla's uncle and... Um, Tesla you gotta, and Trump's uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, Trump's, Trump's uncle... Um... I think he was born in 1912, but uh, he went, you know, he went to school with the desire to, to get an electrical degree uh, to study electrics. And back then, electric was very simple uh, by our standards. Um, now we're into electronics and everything with low voltages. But um, they wanted to develop machines that were high voltage to see if, you know, just what they could do. Um, and in, uh, there is a video out there where there's an interview with uh, John. His name was John Trump. Um, he was a physicist, and um, he started working for Westinghouse, and then Westinghouse was bought out by Bell, and then Bell was bought out by somebody else, or or a division of Bell that he worked for was bought out by somebody else, and he was approached by uh, somebody that said, you know, actually he went to to visit somebody, and this person said, well, you know, we're working on kind of fringe stuff here, you know, I don't know if you want to get into this or if you can even handle it. Well, you know. Uh, Anybody would take that and run with it, you know. And um, the guy that he, he started working with was uh, was looking into uh, high voltages, uh, you know, in excess of a million volts. And uh, using, um, mag uh, what do you call those, those coils that we've all seen them. Uh, you, if Tesla any, coil. Yeah. But they had, had them before. Well, it's that. plasma. Yeah, plasma, plasma yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, if you if you've gone on a field trip to a scientific museum, you you've seen it. You know, you go stand by it, and your hair goes up in the air and stuff like that. And, um, but anyway, uh, so they had they would have a couple of those and try to um, get um, uh, experiment to see what they could do. Uh, back then, they were trying to figure out if there was a form of energy that you could um, supply an unlimited uh, for, uh, form of energy that people could use. Because uh, even back then they knew that, you know, it takes a lot of power to make power. But um, so he started working with this guy. Well, um, while he was working there, he was pulled away in 1943 by the FBI who said, hey, you know, there's this guy that just died. His name was Nikola Tesla. And, and another interesting fact before I go on with that, Nikola Tesla was a um, was an American citizen. He hadn't been naturalized American citizen. But they took his information uh, under the alien, alien, some alien with information act or something like that. I can't yeah. remember the exact name of it. But uh, so they basically stole it. 
and uh, and and brought it all and asked uh, Donald, not Donald, uh, John Trump. You know, I want we want you to look through this, and we want you to let us know if there's anything that's a na- national security threat, or if there's something that we can use to uh, to to make a weapon. And because um, they had heard that uh, Tesla had uh, had plans to make a death ray, and um, and you talk about Tung- Tunguska in 1906, really? um, but. Uh, yeah, so anyway, they, they heard that, and they heard that, you know, he was experimenting with other things. And uh, uh, Tesla supposedly had uh, two of these coils set up at one time and uh, placed himself in the center of it. And uh, supposedly, according to the what I've read or and seen uh, via videos, he, um, at, at the same time, he was actually able to see into the past, the present, and the future. And a matter of fact, I think it shook him up pretty bad. Um, he was able to, unable to get out of it. Um, and he, luckily he had an assistant there who shut the power off and, you know, he was able to come out of it. But somebody said that they encountered him in a restaurant after that. He looked quite rattled. He had the shakes and everything else and basically told people, you're not going to believe what happened. And I think a lot of people believe that they didn't believe what happened. But anyway, um, so John got a hold of this stuff and, um, John Trump, and saw that there was some value to it. However, he didn't want to give it up and uh, uh, supposedly told the FBI that, uh, you know, this stuff is no value. It's just a bunch of ranting and and numbers and, and scribbles and stuff on, on pieces of paper, and there's nothing you need to worry about. And uh, took that and kept it for himself. And I don't know what kind of experiments he did, but since he was a physicist, I'm sure he looked into it. And, uh, like, he was... Um, I think Trump was his favorite. Uh, John, uh, Donald Trump was one of his favorite nephews, if not his favorite nephew. And uh, upon his death in 1985, all that material was given to Donald Trump. And uh, so he's had that in his possession since 1985. And if Tesla had actually um, developed some kind of device that would let you see into the future, the past and the present at the same time, uh, Donald Trump would have gotten his hands on it and being a million or a billionaire, you know, uh, he's really got unlimited sources to to mess around with this in any way he wanted to. I'm there not was saying a pro- there was a project. American research went from that point to um, let's see if I can remember the um, the programs. One was uh, uh, the Operation Mirror. Um, Let's see, Dargon, it was taken from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it was so it was named kind of like, like something. Or, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, the other one was um, Looking Glass. Yeah. And that's what one of them was Looking Glass, and the other one was Operation. I, I don't remember at offhand. It really bugs me. I should have had this information up there on my site. There's so much of it. Actually, that's what's amazing. There is a lot of information on all of this out there. Right. And so there's been two American programs after that fact, after Donald had these uh, things that reflect this mirror image thing. And that's what he alluded to, that these things are more real. Mm -hmm. So the idea was that they could look past, present, and future. And so it was like the mirror looking glass. But what they didn't know is that they could end up traveling to what they were seeing. Right. And once they got that, so that was one was just a mirror. The other one was actually 
traveling to there. And I guess, you know, the technology has been progressive ever since, ever since Trump came into the understanding of the knowledge. Well, one interesting fact that was brought up, and I, I say fact, but <coughs> let's just put a tidbit of information that was brought up, um, was that um, this all has to do with parallel universes. And that um, basically it was determined that if you had left this reality for a different reality, that you could never come back to this one. But the chances are that somebody from another reality, you know, that looks just like you and thinks like you and everything would would come into this reality. And, um, you know, to replace you, so to speak. So kind of like a swap or whatever. So, um I don't know. All I know is that Donald Trump was not a billionaire when he first started out, and he seemed to have made all the right choices, albeit he has gone bankrupt once. Um, but he recovered from that quite quickly and uh, to become a billionaire once more. And um, he just seems to know that things are... Did you ever stop to think that... Uh, for instance, when they were calling for his impeachment, he's like, yeah, go let, it, let him do it. You know, um, you know, and he knew exactly what he could give them and not give them, uh, although he could have had advisors to that. But he always had an air of uh, confidence and he always had an air of peace about what was going on. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was president and somebody started accusing me of stuff, I'd, I'd start bouncing off the walls. Um, the only thing that would, might keep me from doing that is know that God has my back. Um However, I'm not so sure that, you know, Donald uh, subscribes to the same thing. But if you had been um, ahead and seen what's going to happen, then perhaps you would be able to know that, hey, this is what's going to transpire. Just chill out and wait for it to end. Um, did you hear anything about, uh, what was it, John Teeter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, John Teeter was supposedly a guy that traveled back in time, what, from 2035 now, a lot of things he predicted didn't come true. Okay, I'm going to come right out and say that right, at the beginning. Right. Um, but he claimed to to have a time machine. Uh, actually, he claimed to be going back to his time because he came back to 1973 to get some certain kind of IBM computer that, um, that was set up to do some kind of uh, work that not any computer could do um, before that and not many can do after that. Um, so... I find that kind of curious, but um, but like I said, a lot of the things that he predicted uh, didn't happen. He, I think he predicted that, uh, well, no, that was the last president that was written by that fellow. And um, in that book, he, um, this isn't John Teeter anymore. This is... Yeah, John, uh, John Teeter, I, I wrote him off as a fake. Yeah, I, he just said too much that, you know, I'm sorry, if you're a time traveler, you're... Uh, you know, everything you say is going to be exactly what it is. And that guy was so full of um, holes in his stories that, to me, it was just all BS. Right. And I, I enter all this stuff as a skeptic first, and then I got to be proven. If I can see it in the scriptures, then it's solid. Then right. I can believe it. Right. Now, the science for all of this is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can get into that a little bit later down the road, but the science is there. To, to prove and support all of that. I jokingly said to one person, I said, well, that just sounds crazy. And I said, well, you know, the Vulcan Academy said that time travel is impossible. Right. 
Right. <laughs> well, one, one of the things that intrigued me about Baron, the Baron Trump thing um, is that it says that he saw all different kinds of beings when he was in the, in the inner earth. And we know that to be true because that's yep. most probably where all the greys and reptilians and all the other yucky uh, creatures all are and everything as well as the Nordics. And mm-hmm. um, so that, that kind of rings true. And um, if he was able to manipulate time in some way and go back and forth, um, then uh, that, would, that would explain to me why Trump was so successful um, in business, I, you know, and again, I'm going to say he had a bankruptcy, but who knows? Maybe that was planned. I don't know. Um, but um, he just seems to to know with all certainty and assuredness what's going on. Yeah, and, he seems to be two steps ahead of everybody and everything. He laughs at um, at all of this because he has a confidence. Right. He has a confidence because he probably already knows what's going to happen. And, you know, it's it's such a God thing. God says in the Bible that he laughs and mocks the powers of men who try to manipulate all these things. Right. And he mocks them. Mm-hmm. So how do you mock them? Well, you know, you, you actually make them their own their own evil deeds and uh, hang him kind of like. Um, Haman. 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 Yes. I was going to say. Getting those two. Yeah. So um, there was a time. One of the one of the um, rallies. I think after he was already president. One of the rallies, and it was a recent rally that Trump was in. There was a lip reader. Yes. And the lip reader was reading lips on the people, and Trump was saying, "There he is." There he is. They're here. They're here. Sweetheart. They're they're here. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know who he was talking about? Who? Uh, He was using sign language. He was saying JFK. JFK. So in his animation, you know, he talks with a lot with his hands moving. mm -hmm. He does that a lot. He was actually spelling out JFK. The lip reader said that she saw them say he is here. Right. And 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 she said they're here. Yes, I recognize them. Vincent Fusca. Um yeah. and, and he, he read Vincent Fusca saying he recognized us and she goes, Yes he did or something like that. And he he's the one that kept taking his hand and spelling out JFK Junior. Yeah, JFK <laughs> <laughs> That is so Donald Trump, man. That is so so I know we differ on this one, but I truly believe the way God is going to mock all of this is that we're going to find out that Q is JFK Jr. Right. But he's no longer junior now. That's senior right. dies. He becomes JFK Sr. Yeah, that's right. right. So I, think, I think the reason why Pence knew he was not going to be running the next year, and he was very gracious about it, because he saw a bigger plan that God had. Right. It's going to be Trump slash JFK. How awesome is that? Well, from that, your lips to God's ears. Yeah. Well, I, I, if, if if that that is true, the world will stand in shock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will it not? Right. Oh, definitely. So, they will. Especially this country. Because I know QAnon has mentioned that there's there's a shot across the world. Yeah. You right. know, that would be the shot heard across the world, would it not? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely, definitely. it would. 
Definitely. That would, that would shake uh, the very foundations and, of a lot of things, I think. And, and what better way? Because John Fitzgerald Kennedy Sr. knew of this new world elite, and he was going to disassemble it. He was going to take us off the... Um, the um, Oh, the, the monetary standard of the Federal right, Reserve. Right, the Federal Reserve, the private yeah. bank, yeah. And man, you don't mess with those guys and think you're going right. to stay alive. So after and wasn't JFK, he going to shatter the central intelligence into a yeah, million pieces yes. as well? Exactly. Because he knew, yeah. that, he knew that the CIA at that time was nothing more than, I mean, it was a bunch of ex-Nazis that we brought over here, the Reinhard yep. Galen organization. Yep, and and he was aware of that. And he's going, oh my gosh, this needs to be dismantled and broken down. Yeah, because just you know, a couple twenty years from that time, they were goose stepping Nazis, praising Hitler as their Messiah, and now all of a sudden, what they're good Americans? I don't think so. So, right. you know that that whole thing is followed and carried over. I, you know, I in my museum, I got a little. Um, I like to keep things light and humorous, so I got the picture of that guy that sees dead people all the time. Right. You know, which got, you know, the, um, oh, he played in that movie with, um, oh, come on, don't lock up now, memory. Um, oh, come on, what's his name? It's a, it was a big name movie. It was, you know, high profile stars, uh, not Nicholas King. Um, what the heck was his name? Yippee-I-O Kite, you know, you know which guy I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I'm drawing a blank as much as you are. Sorry, oh, brother. Are you, are you talking about Bruce Willis? Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. There you go. Eric to the rescue. <laughs> um, yeah, Bruce Willis played in, in that movie. I see dead people all the time. Right. So, so, anyways, the young kid, I got him in a picture in the museum. He says, "I see Nazis all the time." I said, "Yeah, me too." Because <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere and every when. Because they are the ones that developed the technology. They are the ones that we brought over here. They are the ones that changed um, mom and pop capitalist free enterprise system into corporate fascism and just relabeled it as being this is evil capitalism and sold that to the public. And mostly the younger generations, now they embrace socialism and thinking Uncle Bernie is the answer to the and hope for. I mean, my God, even Christians think that. Yeah. You know what? It's coming a time when we're getting a world reset. Um, all these people are going to be exposed for who they are. And what about the shot that was heard all around the world? That would truly be the very person that started to attack the rich elite. His son, John John. Right. Runs hey, with our president. Eric, what do you know yeah. about uh, Q using the letter R? Uh, nothing off the top of my head, uh, to be honest, yeah. Um, I do have to note, though, just in my searching of the QAnon publications, they, they, Q has stated that JFK Jr. is not alive, but, but, there is a lot of times when they will purposely post disinformation as well. So I gotta, I have to disclaim that at this point, that that could be, not accurate, but intended on purpose because I think people were asking that question um, quite a while back, and then they kind of dispelled that as being the case. But right. um, 
it 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 still could be true though. So well, just the reason I asked that is because when when I looked at that video and and Jim, you saw it too, where he was they were doing the lip reading. Yeah, <laughs> you know Trump is very articulate when he speaks. Yep. And he, there was a couple of words where he, he mispronounced words. Like instead of saying oh. NAFTA, he said NAFTAR. Yes. And what he's you know? doing, he's, he's encrypting understanding that only certain ones are going to understand. Yes. Um, and he's doing that on purpose. He did a lot of misspelling on a lot of different things. Yeah, it was um, all intentional. And the media would mock, mock him for his misspelling, thinking he was a bumbling idiot. And he, yeah. and he was yeah. doing it on purpose for a reason. Uh-huh. Or it was a code. So I think yep. he's concerned about keeping them alive because there was too much questions on that. So he had to divert the attention. Right. And uh, so and who knows, it could be that the tweets were just for JFK Jr. Could to be. let him know, yeah. understand, you know, how they could keep in contact, but not, you know, not directly. Yeah. Um, yeah I yeah. think it, you know, because, yeah, he is very articulate when he speaks. And so when you see that, you know, movie and a lip reader oh my gosh it's and then he's moving his hands and he's doing jfk jfk <laughs> that is so much like him man yeah that is yeah. so like him i i first doubted it when i first saw um can't remember his name now i just said it before um the guy that they're claiming is jfk jr with the scruffy beard and everything um but when they did an overlay of what an, uh, an aged uh, JFK Jr. would look like, because JFK Jr. is about my age. I think I'm about one year and nine months older than him. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I look a lot different than I looked when I was, you know, 20 years ago. And yeah. thus he would, too. And um, when you look at pictures of John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy had kind of a roundish square face. You know, and, and I know a lot of people say that I look like my dad, and I, I have seen no reason why JFK Jr. would look like his dad. Uh, when you look at old pictures of JFK back when he was in the military, uh, back in, you know, during World War II, he had a skinnier face and stuff. But as he got older, his face filled out, um, and he filled out a little bit, you know. And, and there's no reason to believe that his son wouldn't do that either. So when they put the picture of uh, JFK Jr. over... Um, Vincent Fusca, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost all the it, almost all the uh, things fit. Well, he um, did that with his wife too, and his wife, you know, the same oh, she's thing. She's a dead ringer. Yeah, there's no oh, question yeah. whatsoever. And I mean, just her smile alone gives it away. I mean, just yeah. you know. And her sister um, was there too. Yeah. So where do I mean? Where do you think they've been hiding? Where have they been hiding? You know, man. Man, that is a really good question. I don't. Where know. or when? You know, I mean, oh, you know, when? yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could it be that 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 complex? Yes, it could be. It probably is. I never thought about that part. Yeah, it may not be where he's being hit. It's when he's being hit. Now, I hope I haven't tipped anything off and caused any trouble in this. But um, no, it's going to work out. What, whatever happens. See, we have we have the ultimate book that tells us. God is in control. He's never been not in control. Right. And we win, they lose. Mm-hmm. And that's the confidence that we have. So no matter what they are attempting to do, they don't win. 
We're looking at the efforts of losers. We're looking at the efforts of those that are going to be hung by their own technologies. No weapon formed against us shall proper, prosper. You know, in the time that that was written, the Hittites and the um, Philistines were in the Iron Age. And they were right. fighting people with swords made of brass. Do you know what iron does to brass? I, yeah, it just bronze, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, bronze. It just yeah. slices and dices right through. Yeah. And and so there was technology being used against uh, even God's people, but they didn't win. No. Um, you look at any of the technology that we have today, some of them are being weaponized, weather being weaponized with heart. Um, Monsanto, food being weaponized. Chemtrails, weaponized. Um, weather manipulation, weaponized. All of these things are weapons of technology that are being used against us. Why did God say then that no weapon formed against us shall prosper? And this promise is to all those that uh, let's see, how does it go? I'm going to paraphrase it. But, and this promise is for all those who put their trust in the Lord. That's in the Hebrew. It's quite clear. It means for everyone at all times. If you're putting your trust in the Lord, you don't have anything to worry about. Right. So that's right. the confidence that we can have in all of this. We have a book that tells us, um, you know, when Jesus told Matthew to get out of the water, out of the boat during a storm and follow him. He was walking on water. Right. Well, whether it be water or air, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. So, um, for us to be like Neo in the Matrix, it's no big deal. Right. We are going, the latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain. Mm-hmm. The former rain the shadows of the disciples were casting demons out. I don't know about you, but the only thing my shadow does is take light into darkness. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm kind of a long way away from being in that point. And yet we're told that we are going to be literally like Neos. We have, will have all access to every object of grace of God's Holy Spirit that we can have. It's called the manifestation of the sons of God. We are going to be his children who understand that we're in a matrix, that the two-slit experiment and the quantum entanglement is just like um, it's just like um, the two trees in the Garden of Eden representing two different dimensions. Right. The quantum entanglement means that the first, as it goes through the two slits, writes history when you look at it or measure it. Funny that the two Secret societies that claim this technology is the all-seeing eye of Satan, the Illuminati, and the Masons. They look and measure. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, The other thing is, in quantum entanglement, the second one is anyone that speaks out the word of God in faith. Mm -hmm. They slice and dice everything that was pre-recorded and can overwrite everything. So it's just like the two trees in the Garden of Eden. And the second one always overwrites the recorded history of the other one. That's because, you know, quantum physics decided, oh, my gosh, we're not even living in a real world. This is a computer program. Well, who's running the computer? Well, I can tell you that. The Bible said that Satan came up to Jesus and said, hey, 
I'll give you all these kingdoms of the world if you bow down and worship me. Right. Man, I see Biff from Back to the Future coming up to him, hitting him on the head, going, Satan, think, Satan, think. These aren't your, those, those are only your on loan to you. You know, he's not going to come bow down and worship you. And how did, how did Jesus fight it? He, he quoted the word of God and sliced and diced everything that was there. So we need to do the same and start realizing that what comes out of our mouth is so important. It's the, it's the steering wheel of what happens. Um, it says that in Proverbs. It's the, pen that writes our reality by what we speak so not that we got to live in bondage we can we can share one another's burden we can give an identity to the situation that we're in and how it appears but we have to believe that god always has a way out for his children because we put our trust in him so we overwrite it by a, a positive confession so it's not wrong to assess where i'm at as long as you conclude a positive confession that it's only a, an illusion and I'm going to get victory on this. So we got to be so careful with, of being able to do that, to end it. But we can not live in bondage. There's some people that are so fearful of that. They, I cancel that out in, in Jesus' name. You know, I got to undo it. Uh, you know, relax, man, relax. You, God's in control. You just confess. Um, and you don't have to worry about undoing anything. God's right. just ignoring their threats because you're putting your trust in him. So relax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's a balance in everything. And God gives us the balance. His word can give us a balance to all of that. So, I mean, so, you know, the mechanics are there for teleportation. Now, the eunuch was sent, I mean, Philip was sent out into the um, desert to encounter the eunuch. He was reading a scripture in Isaiah and didn't understand it. So he explained it to him. And then he says, well, it, I want to be baptized. Is there any reason that prevents me? No, let's go. Let's do it right here. So they stopped at an oasis and they, he was baptized. The moment he came up, Philip was transported 34 miles away to a different city. Instantly, right. Arpazio, <clears throat> he was translated. So the mechanics are there for you didn't have to click your heels and go, there's no place like home. It just happened. That is a physics that shows us that this is something we're capable of doing. We got to believe God for the unbelievable. Satan is throwing everything at us. So we have to know that in these times, we need to grab everything that God has. And, you know, last week we discussed about fundamentalists and, and how many of them are attacking the full gospel, thinking that this is part of the falling away. And I agree with them that some of it is just phony baloney. But I, I look at John um, MacArthur. Man, some of his basic teachings are right on. He's very good. When he gets into the Holy Spirit stuff, man, John, please be quiet. You think you're defending the faith. You're causing division amongst uh, Christians. You're confusing everything. You need to you know, just stop. When you think you're right. defending the faith, if you don't get this clearly before the grave, after the grave, you're going to be rebuked for causing division amongst your brothers for addressing the person and not the object that they're in. When Paul addressed um, several people, he was full of grace and mercy. He always left a way out. He says, for Irenaeus, I think, has you know gone 
gone the way of uh, error, but pray for him that he might recover from this error that he, you know, that he's uh, come to, right. that he might be spared. Um, Paul also said, there's one, turn him out for the destruction of the flesh so that his soul might be saved. What he meant was turn him, this guy is so reprobate, he's not going to give up, so turn him away so that he can die, so that whatever remains of his soul will be spared. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? What price shall he profit? Um, you know, man, that's uh, that's a heavy-duty thing, but John Calvin and you know, I, I shared this before too. John, John Calvin and um, Jacobus Arminius were trying to approach salvation on a one-dimensional level, and you can't. We have three dimensions. The only thing we agree on is this body has to die and be raised anew. Right. But instead of fighting each other, they need to see how both of them have complementary overlays that fulfill the whole thing. When you see that the Calvinists understand the operation of the spirit with our Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. that the sealing of the spirit is a deposit with a full expectation of a full return. This is a sealing until the day of completion. Right. That will happen. Now, the Arminist has to come realize that working out your salvation with trembling and fear, which actually means reverence and respect. Um, and what is it profit a man to lose his soul and what price shall he pay to gain the world and lose his soul? So these things are talking about the soul. And what is the soul? It's the hope of glory, Christ in you. How much of Christ is going to be in you? How much are you going to be an overcomer? Because that other part in Galatians is real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It says, for God is not mocked. Whosoever soweth, that also shall he reap. So are you sowing to the flesh or are you sowing to the uh, spirit? Um, people that are going to sow to the spirit are going to have a great time. This reset that, that God has prophesied through, um, let's see, what, what are some of the people? Um, Mark, Taylor, Kim Mark Taylor, Kim Clement. Uh, my gosh, before, Clem uh, before Trump was even president, Kim Clement prophesied about um, President Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, who, when, where, why, and, and everything. Well, not when, but who, where, how. Um, I mean, these things are part of the preparation that God has made for his children to take authority with confidence all that God has for them to be the people that are going to be greater than the prophets of old uh, or the... Um, oh, come on, come on. Uh, the first century Christians. That's our destiny, to have the confidence to know we have a Bible that, that gives us all of the science and technology, structure that God created to make us realize that these things aren't foreign. These things are real. They've happened in the past in biblical times, and they're an example for us to be able to believe and receive all that God has for us. We can be like Neo in the Matrix. Right. Uh, we can do all these supernatural things. So that's our inheritance. That's the manifestation of the sons of God. So, yeah. you know. Um, well, you know, you, you often talk about quantum physics, and I'm starting to see it clearer and clearer every day. Um, because, you know, 
have you ever seen a rope when it's unwound? It's it's got many strands, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So if a and the Bible says that uh, that a cord of many strands cannot be broken. Right. You know, so that could be talking about either the church or it could be talking about uh, a, an individual believer or a, a group yes. of believers. And so let's just say that, you know, it's your own rope and there's, you know, you, it's unraveled and there's, you know, five or six strands. Let's just say that, you know, well, yeah, you, you're going down this one strand and then, you um, you happen to deviate, and you go down another strand, and those strands are always right next to each other. They may not be touching, but the Lord takes those ropes that are of many strands, and he br- brings them together. So, you know, a lot of people, we've all made mistakes in our lifetimes, you know, and we probably will until we're translated. Um, but he takes those mistakes that he makes, that we make, excuse me, and he uses them to tie to the cord that we're on currently in order to make us stronger. Um, Jesus talked about there's, there's two roads. One is, uh, one is narrow and it leads to, uh, eternal life. And the other one is, uh, broad and it leads to destruction, you know, and you can kind of look at the string theory that way too. Um, Let's say that you're going down that narrow road and you decide, um, uh, let's just say, oh, I don't know, you, you decide, give me an instance here, to to uh, cheat on something, uh, uh, a test maybe. Let's just say a test in school, okay? Uh, so you cheat on a test, so you've kind of gotten off the narrow road and you've gotten onto the broad way, but then you realize, hey, you know, what I've done is wrong. And you repent. So when you repent, you take an exit off of that freeway and you get back on the narrow road. Yeah. Um, so you can, you know, there's so many analogies that you can use uh, for that physics um, example sure. for the yeah. string theory, you know, and um, it, it's just amazing because when you realize that, um, you know, you start off on a, you start off on a path. I apologize for the dogs barking. Um, you start off on that one path and you're walking on it and then um, all of a sudden you get deviated and then you, you walk onto another path and uh, then you come back. And it, it's just amazing that, uh, you know, you can you can see it with the, with the strings or you can see it, you know, you could draw it out linear too if you wanted to. You know, you, you got a line going and it's, it's supposed to go straight from one end to the other. But, you know, you have a line that comes off of it a little bit and then heads in the same direction, but not the same path. Okay, some people would say, well, you know, you're on a different one uh, than you were before. Well, who's to say that that's not the one you're originally supposed to be on, you know? And who's to say that the Lord can't change that and put another 45-degree turn and put you back on the other line? But... If you're making a mistake, because what does it say that in our weakness, he is strong, you know, right. strength yep. in our weakness. So if yep. you get off of that one linear line you're supposed to be on and you get onto another one, he can use that other one to make you stronger and keep you on that. And, and both of those lines are going in the same direction. There's no U-turns. Okay. Even when a string is hanging, a rope is hanging with all the strings, they're both hanging down. Right. Or up if you, you know, if you're a glass half full kind of person. 
but they're all they're all going in the same direction. So he can use that other string just like he could use the first string. Uh, and it might be a better string, as a matter of fact. It might be a, a, a better uh, parallel reality than you were walking before. You know, but the thing is that he can take that whole rope and he can use whatever strand he wants to. And then finally, at the end, he can he can just say, OK, I'm going to braid this rope now. This this rope is complete. I'm going to braid it. And, um, well, we, we can use like a nylon rope as an example and then take, you know, uh, a heat source and then just melt it all together so that it's one tight rope. So I don't know if I'm making sense by what I'm saying. I just. Yeah, I can see it in my brain, and I can figure it out in my brain. But trying to put it into words is is very difficult because you're trying to explain something that um, is is hard to grasp, but easy for me because I've thought about it for a long time, you know. But it would make sense, you know. And just just the fact that Jesus mentioned it, two roads right there talk tells me that there's uh, at least two two. Uh, Par- parallel uh, realities, you know, and who's to say that the person that's walking on the other reality doesn't come to faith and then move back up to the to the first line? You know, it's. Well, I think you made it quite clear. Um, I I think everybody understands it. We got an audience that's pretty well versed in a lot of these things. Um, remember the guy that we had on a couple weeks ago, Rob or Ron? I think his name was. Yeah, I can't remember about the that. secret space Matson. program. Matson. Yeah. Matson, yeah, Rod Matson. Um, if people knew the technology that we already have now, Trump has been demanding that these technologies be given to him right. from, you know, the elite, and they've been fighting tooth and nail. But there's certain key people that are still patriots to America. There's Christian. They're loyal to the Lord, and they're willing to stand up and use their positions to make sure he gets what he needs. So these technologies are slowly coming to to him. Um, That's why we even have a space force. We have a U.S. space force. Mm -hmm. If some of you people, if you realize, if you remember the, the animal deaths, those were experiments to specifically target from a satellite a genetically tagged species by species when these fish or birds all of a sudden go belly up in a certain area. This was developing a technology that will allow right down to the individual now. They can put a satellite over somebody and they can zap that person as long as they have a DNA sample and that target can be targeted just at that person and that person alone. Give them a heart attack, give them a, you know, uh, whatever medical history you might have, that's the way he's going to be taken out. Nobody will know the difference and nobody would expect it because whatever the medical history is, that's how it went. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I, I think that's how our friend uh, Dave Flynn was taken out. Yeah, I think so too. I really yeah. do. Yeah, his his glioblastoma was not an accident, and it, yeah, no. his father his father might have died from the same thing, and who who knows, maybe he was targeted too. But, um, you know, we 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 uh, are at war with spiritual forces that yep. are are vastly superior to us, and 
and know our anatomy better than scientists will ever know our anatomy. And and they are able to place things, um, diseases, they're able to place um, cancers um, and things like that within us that, um, you know, don't get me wrong, some of these things are manufactured by man, like AIDS, I think it was manufactured in a laboratory. And and we were pretty sure that uh, this current disease is... Uh, well, the coronavirus was yeah. purchased by China from America. And you know what? It's um, it's actually uh, patented in the United States. Yes, it has. I know it has a patent in the United States. Well, you know, if it's got a patent and the United States made it, yeah. you know, it's got a cure. Exactly. It's got a cure. So, yeah. you know, whether that cure is going to be available for everybody or not, I doubt. Well, um, you, you got to consider who the who the patients they want to cure are. Um, you know, for what is it, 10 or 20 years now, people have been dying in. Um, in Africa from Ebola, which is a terrible, terrible disease. Terrible. Basically, you, you hemorrhage to death. Um, and, you know, since it was black people in Africa, nobody really cared. You know, it was like, oh, well, you know, it's it's just uh, it's just a disease and it's unconquerable and everything else. They live they live like primitives. So this is just, you know, yeah, part of the reason why it happened. No, it isn't. And that's that's the, you know, you can't yeah. get more racist than that. But um, so you send four or five white scientists over to to um, to Africa to kind of help these folks out. Then all of a sudden they come down with Ebola and they're flown back to the United States, which was a big mistake. But and then all of a sudden there's a cure. Yeah. You know, there there was a cure the whole time because that was an invented virus. Right. You know, And, And and it isn't government officials. It's the elite. Right. That are playing government officials as puppets. Yeah. Most of the government officials, they don't even know. CDC, they don't know. They're right. being no. manipulated by the yep. higher up elite, the elite then, Agenda 21. Yeah. You know, and then, Georgia you know, Guidestones. Look at the um, the Tuskegee experiments down yeah. down in South where they um, they actually infected blacks with, uh, what was it, syphilis. And instead of trying to cure them, they, they just watched how they died. I mean, that's no different than Dr. Mengele. I'm sorry. You're right. You know, it is. No different than Dr. Mengele. And, um, and, and you know, what about the, uh, the uh, blankets that were given to the, the natives here in this country that had typhus in them? That really happened. Yeah. You know, and it was all done because they were seen as being uh, primitive and, and everything else and not, not human. And, again, it was done by the globalist elite. They have been in charge and rule. Since yeah. probably the Garden of Eden, yeah. um, in the original fall, uh-huh. so they've always been there. They've always done some of their Pizzagate is nothing but a replay from the ancient sacrifices of Molech on the top of uh, Mount Hermon. Oh sure, sure. Same same thing. You know, it's just nothing new is under the sun, as Ecclesiastes said. It's right. been done before right. in times past. Yeah, God well, sees this. It's just a cyclic pattern. I mean, hey, As just see, as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, we're, we're coming back full circle to those days. Yeah, we well, see. You see Hillary Clinton. No, no, nobody's really seen her lately. We, we've seen people that look like her. I, I frankly, I don't think she's around anymore. But um, they, um, it's known quite clearly that a lot of these people they eat their victims, uh, like just like the uh, the aliens do. But well, the aliens are their gods, so why shouldn't they act like them? And I'm talking about sure. fallen angels, um, not yep. 
not space aliens, but anyway, um, and Nephilim especially. So, um, so Hillary Clinton starts acting really weird. She starts, you know, falling down. She starts acting like, you know, she gets a look of surprise on her face and, um, starts getting the shakes and everything else. And, uh, definitely signs of a disease called Kuru. Uh, kind of like Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody like Pelosi. Uh, but, uh, I think, I think Pelosi's problem is she had too many, um, shots of, uh, uh, that stuff where they use, uh, to, to, to straighten her wrinkles out. That, and that stuff's been known to go to the brain. I, I, I think she's a chronic alcoholic. I, re- I really do. I think that she's too. drunk almost all the time. Yeah. Just almost plastered all the time, it seems like her. Some of the videos that they have of her, yeah. It's, <laughs> one guy said he didn't know if he was watching a, a commercial for Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Dentu Paste, or uh, and there's one other thing, uh, when she was speaking. You know, but all these people practice these magic arts. You know, they're all involved in, in child sacrifice and everything else. And and it's going to come down. It's, it's a matter of fact, it's starting. Um, you know, when you, when you want to find out, let's just say, you know, you're a cop in the inner city and you bust a junkie. All right. Well, where'd you get your stuff from? All right. So then you watch the you watch the guy that that gave him the stuff. And after you, you can you build up a case against him, you arrest him. And then you ask him, where'd you get your stuff from? You know, and then you just keep going up the food chain or the drug chain, if you want to call it. And so the same thing's happening with this. Okay, so, you know, busting uh, these low-profile pedophiles, you know. And I don't don't mean to make light that these guys didn't anything anything wrong because they're heinous and uh, hell-bound jackasses. But, um, you know, you go after the little guys and find out who – Who's responsible for them? And so then, you know, they found about Anthony Weiner. Well, you know, he's he's kind of like uh, uh, like the other guys are like a sunfish, and he's kind of like a trout, you know. And then uh, so you know, you look at his his telephone, which revealed a lot of things. And the New York police still have all the files that were on his telephone, and they've said that if it doesn't come out soon, that they're going to start releasing it, which would really be interesting. But I think well, it's a, it's a laptop actually, Dave. Oh, okay. I thought it was a phone. But. The- the NSA, the NSA has collected information and data on every phone call, yeah. every email, from and every social media posting that's ever been done. Yeah. By the now, way, hi guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hi guys. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, I'm just talking to the NSA because they're probably. Oh busy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so the thing is, now the tables can be turned on them. And people are realizing it. So everything is recorded. So now we, some people can have access to information that was otherwise secret. So now we can find out exactly what the correspondence of Hillary Clinton is, what the correspondence with Pelosi is, um, all the other secrets. So this Trump is using. Right. He's got all the critical information he needs, all the stuff that he needs to put them away. I truly believe there will be no Democratic Party left for an election this no, year. That's why, everybody's, that's why everybody's freaking out about the purest of communists, who's almost like a Trump opposite, is uh, good old Uncle Bernie Sanders. Right. He may be the only one running on any kind of party against Trump. Right. And 
most of us oldies. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of young people, if they don't have a wake-up call and understand history, they're going to be doomed to repeat it. But I think there's still most of us that are aware and what's going on. Right. right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, look at – oh, hi, Windsong. Windsong's with us again. Um so, you know, so let's continue. So we got we got Anthony Weiner. And, that, and what is his name? Weinstein or something like that that they just convicted today? Yep. Um, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. They convicted him of uh, one act of rape and uh, one uh, charge of rape and another charge that I can't remember right now. Yeah, he's going to get five to 29 years somewhere in there. Yeah, hopefully the latter because he won't be around to see the end of his sentence. I got a feeling that once he gets in prison, he's going to get Hillaryed anyway. Because um, he's going to start singing if he hasn't sung already. Well, so yep. then you move up a little bit further. So you know you got this guy that's maybe uh, maybe a salmon, okay? So what eats on a salmon? Well, when they're out in the ocean, sharks eat on salmon. So uh, now it's going to move up the food chain. It moves up the food chain, and you get um, Epstein, who I think is still alive. Um, but uh, all right, so you got him. You got him in custody now. And he has a lot of connections. I mean, they uh, somebody had published a page of his um, of his little black book, and a lot of it was redacted. But guess who was on it? Guess who was on it? Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah that's why he has. That's why he's gotten this raise because he's got to try to stop him. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's his it's his last chance. Yep. That's the last chance for a lot skin. of. Yep, that's what they're doing. So. Yep. And so the impeachment thing was the same thing. You know, we got to take this guy out before he starts the military tribunals and starts arresting all of us. I don't know if you heard it, but um, the uh, ICE has been given a clearance now. Um, this is kind of a little off subject to uh, deliver summonses to police departments in order to get um, information on illegals that they arrest. So they can walk right into any police station in the United States now with a with a blanket summons. They've already done that, though, Dave. I, I just I, I witnessed an article where they ignored the uh, the law of the state and and just went in. Uh, some illegal was being summoned, and they just went, went walked in and took them. Oh, okay. Well, good, good. So, but now it's going to be legal. Uh, well, you know, absolutely. It's, lof- legal. it's lawful. It's lawful. Right. Right. No. So um, you don't ignore, ignore summons because then you you put yourself in. And I wouldn't want to ignore a federal summons, you know. I mean, you're dealing with the big guys here now. And, um, you know, while all these crackpots have been in Congress trying to impeach Trump, Trump's been replacing a lot of the judges on these appellate courts. Uh, the Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, uh, Savage used to call them the Court of Schlemiels, um, is actually now a, a right-wing court because he's replaced a lot of the judges on there. And... Uh, you don't hear about them anymore. Uh, you used to always hear about the Ninth Court of Appeals, you know, changing a, a decision that some conservative judge made. You don't hear that anymore. Um, so uh, Trump's been acting in the background, Trump and, uh, and Barr and other people, um, trying to, uh, or not even trying to, but but getting things straightened out in, in the back America 40 so that when, um, you know, when he has to, uh, things can come down real easy. Um, yep, checkmate. Yep. A lot of the uh, generals, uh, remember when all the generals quit or were supposedly let go? Yeah, Flynn uh, didn't. Yeah, well, they're supposedly down in uh, in Guantanamo just waiting to uh, 
<laughs> to get their hands Seriously. on some of these people. But, uh, uh, Jim, did you get that file I sent you about Q? The, the Q yes, thing? I did. Okay. Yes, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to post it on my Facebook page. If it'll, it'll allow, I don't know if it'll Well, just allow. use the link that I sent you. It'll just take it off of my uh, my, my Dropbox account. But um, so anyway, I, I, as the Lord is my witness, the guy narrating that, that whole thing is John F. Kennedy Jr., judging by the voice. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've listened. There's one video on, on YouTube that uh, the guy compares. Now, when John F. Kennedy Jr. supposedly died, uh, somebody called from the Coast Guard, who they've never found, by the way, this guy, um, saying that, yeah, you know, he was flying at a certain altitude, and then he, he went into the water just off the coast of, and he named the area, you know. And then that was the end of the phone call. And he compares that voice to John talking on, uh, I think Imus has an, had him as a guest at one time. Very similar. The voices are very mm. similar. And other times when he's spoken, you know, when he was uh, introducing George Magazine, which is a whole other subject. But, um, you know, same voice, exactly the same voice. So um, uh, why did I bring that up? I don't know. But um, anyway, so, you know, I think we're going to be in for a lot of surprises coming up and it's going to be good things. Now, at the same time, there's there's a warning to be issued because. When this stuff starts coming down, you're going to have people like Antifa and oh gosh, yeah, and, and all your your hardcore uh, village idiots um, that aren't going to like it. Um, so my, you know, I, I've been warning people on on the radio show every once in a while and stuff that we got to be careful because when it all comes down, Antifa and other groups like Antifa are are going to go berserk. Um, if you work in a city, please. Please be careful. If you live in a city, be careful, um, especially, yeah. uh, especially on the West Coast. And if you live in Portland, well, that's the, that's a choice you made. So um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, trust me, I've been to Portland and it's it's yeah, it's a different universe. It's it's one of those strings. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, Myself, what, I, what I've done is I've actually, because I work in a fairly conservative city, I'm not going to say where, um, a lot of you know anyway, but um, I've actually mapped out several routes to get to work. Um, because I, I know darn well things are going to, they're going to go nuts and martial law is going to be imposed for a short while until until they can round up all these people and, and get rid of them. Um, so I, I've, I've figured out about five or six different ways to get to work. Um, because there's going to be roadblocks. I, I don't want to be on the I-5 roadblock where there's going to be, you know, a thousand cars. I want to be on a side road roadblock where there's only going to be four or five cars ahead of me. Um, so people need to start thinking about what's going to happen. Um, if you live in the cities, um, please, um, if you haven't taken a firearms class to get your uh, concealed carry, I would I would definitely suggest it because um, you're probably going to need it uh, to get yourself okay. out of the jam. Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm just saying, okay, I live um, <laughs> two miles from the river, and I live five miles from Detroit downtown. I'm right in the main, I'm right on Gratiot Avenue, which is the main drag uh, for going to Detroit. Right. So I can't be more in the city than where I'm at. 
But let me ask yeah. you, has Antifa been a problem in your city? <laughs> no, not so far. Thank okay. God that I think God has made a movement in Detroit where we are not being race baited at right. all. That's there's good. A, there's a unity amongst us that I don't see happening anywhere else. And I think God has prepared it. His hand is upon the world. And that hand looks like Michigan. And the heart of that hand is in Detroit. So right. God is doing something different here than, than anywhere else. But mm-hmm. it doesn't negate rioting. That right. is possibly going to happen. There are enough nutcases around here to make a threat. So right. fortunately, Antifa are a bunch of sissy boys that don't know one end of a gun to another. Right. Um, there's a lot of veterans like me that are pretty good shots. Right. Now, I believe I'm an ambassador to the kingdom of heaven before I am um, a patriot. Uh, I agree. Father or whatever, whatever might be, um, you know, to the country. So that has to come first. And in an emergency situation, all of those things can be totally exhausted. God can let me undo. So where I will think like an Armenist and act like a Calvinist. Right. Right. But and I know, don't I know try what to, you mean by don't, that. Yeah, yeah, don't try to force yourself on me. I will take you out. Right. Yeah, I just know that, you know, I've I've invested a lot in my family. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my stepdaughters. I love their husbands. Um, one of them is kind of out of harm's way for the time being, out of country. But um, two of them are here in, the, in this country, and I just know that um, I, I would definitely – um, rush, rush to their aid if they needed me. And um, yes, we we would try the Christian approach first, you know, because you could talk people down. I've, I've, you know, it's funny. I, I work in a in a psych hospital. If you didn't know that, and uh, folks, and um, a lot of times we get called to codes. And you know, I'm I'm 61 years old now. I've my body's been beaten up pretty bad over the years and everything. So a lot of times I go down as a show of support. And um, or, or I'll go down to get the shots ready in case we need to give a shot. And um, But what I do is I stand in the background and I pray. And I have seen some of the most violent people on some of these wards, um, you know, challenging people, wanting to fight co- fight my coworkers and stuff like that. And I'll just stand in the background praying, Lord, p- please quell the demons. Lord, please let them calm down. Let them let them listen. Let Give him the ability to be able to listen. And, you know, just let things work out. And I just sit there praying in a spirit and, you know, in English, too. And I've watched them. I've watched them go from spitting mad to where they want to take on everybody that's in the hallway. And that's kind of scary. Trust me. Um, To just yelling, to just talking loud, to then talking calmly and then agreeing to walk themselves either into their room. Where they, where they can calm down and, and reflect on what's going on or go into the restraint room where they just sit there. You know, I've seen it many times. So people can be talked down, especially in, when you're praying and in the name of Jesus, people can really be calmed down. But there, yeah, just are, yeah. there are some people that cannot be because they're, um, you know, we get into the predestination thing, which I found out didn't start with Calvin. I'm doing early church history and it was way, way, way before Calvin. Um, I think it was, was it Tertullian? No, it was Alexander, I think, um, preached about it. And, um, but anyway, I got off the subject. Sorry. But, um, 
there, there will be a time when, when you're going to come up against people that, for whatever reason, will not be talked down and will probably only get angrier if you try to talk them down. And they might be carrying a bat or a chain or something like that. <laughs> Funny you be, should mention a bat. Yeah, I, I did that for your <laughs> But you know, but you know, there's there's good. There could come a time when you know you're going to have to just take matters into your own hands and and say, Lord, I hope I'm doing the right thing. You know, know, there was there was a time when I was pioneering the one of the first Christian motorcycle ministries. There was a guy with a baseball bat trying to beat down uh, the door in the bar next door, and the door was not a steel cased fire door it was just a wooden door and he was breaking a hole in, in the darn thing so it stopped our coffee house night that night and um, it was at a critical moment in time when we were still having elections which were stupid and it looked like this other guy who was he idealized everything of a, a biker he had a deep gravelly voice ex-marine six foot two um you know just a biker's biker kind right. of uh, image and it looked like he was going to win the election i was out so this was ideal timing for all of this that's the background of it this guy was um hitting and making such a noise we come rushing out um to see what was going on and i saw how much he had almost broken through the door and i said hey man why don't you come over here and, and chill out man it's okay and he come up to me and he was only a uh, arms length away from me, raised the bat and was ready. And he just said, you. And without even thinking, I just pointed my hand at him. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to put that bat down and get away now in Jesus name. Like somebody just had an electrical robot and pushed the button. Mm-hmm. The bat came down to his side. He took a step, went about five uh, five lanes into a car and drove away. My mouth kind of dropped. Guess who won the election? <laughs> Guess yeah. we never had another election again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was God is able to orchestrate everything perfectly. There was another time a guy was getting ready to hit me, uh, a biker, and he was ranting and raving. Uh, he had busted in. Of all times, he busted into our church when I was being ordained by Alex Silva of uh, Fisherman's Net. And um, the 700 Club was there filming a documentary on our ministry. These guys walk in, four of them. They they move their vests beside to let everybody know that they were packing guns. And then he said, where's your boss? He said, that would be me. And I, I got up and he says, get out here right now. So I went out on the porch. And he started ranting and raving. And I stayed calm. And the Lord said, just look into his eyes. Don't react to him and love him with my love. So I kindly tried to explain to him. He backed up and cowered into the corner. I don't know why. And he started babbling incoherently. Then he said, he just started yelling. It's too easy. It's too easy. And he backed off to try to hit me. And he couldn't hit me at all. He couldn't do anything. And that's all I did was look at him and stay calm. And and he just he, he just panicked and he just says, come on, let's go. And he, and he just left and rode off. So, I mean, that was a case where I didn't necessarily take authority, but I had to stand, listen and obey God. And in both times, I'm addressing the powers that are behind the physicalness. 
Right. If this guy would have hit me, my grandkids would have had a headache from that hit. Right. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just got, it. yeah. Well, well, yeah, I'm serious, man. It would have, you know, it, it would have punched my lights out. And, uh, what I mean, in both times, I had to take authority over the powers behind the situation and just, in one take active action and the other take a passive action. But right. in both cases, the Lord delivered me by me taking authority over the spiritual entities behind the, um, the physical threat. Right. So I think more and more, all of us need to realize that that same kind of thing is available, you know, for us. Right. And I've had, man, so many times, you know, story after story um, within a bike club where God spared my life kept me alive when I shouldn't shouldn't be here. Right. Um, and those four guys that busted in, mm-hmm. one of them got shot in the head with a twenty two and it was a floater. They couldn't get it out. If they tried to get him out, it'd probably kill him. So it was left in there. The only the only cycle he could ride from that point on was a ten speed bike. Nobody from his club came to visit him. Oh, that's sad. We came and visited him. We prayed with him. He accepted the Lord. He was a part of our ministry for a long time after that. Uh huh. Um, you know, it was just um, that's just like the devil to write somebody it, off when he can't use yep, them anymore. Yep. Exactly. And uh, the other one murdered uh, a woman that I had been witnessing to, and he got life without parole. Um, you know, for murder, so he's gone for good. The other one had a heart attack and died, and that was only like a, a week away. Huh. So with all of these, everybody, and then the other one was like Pharaoh. Uh, he kept clashing horns with me, and I had a word of knowledge for him. So I wrote to him. It didn't make any sense to me. And I said, I don't know what this means, but I have to warn you, you wouldn't listen to me when we were at Dave's shop. So um, I'm writing this, and it doesn't make sense to me. But he told me that whatever you're planning, you're going to end up being a fugitive from the very people that you're leading. So whatever you're planning, please don't do it. Right. He robbed the Detroit Federation of Motorcycles. He robbed the entire treasury. Huh. He robbed the Brightmore. Um, how he was in a position to do it, I don't really know. He was on the Brightmore, um, what do they call it, a civil, you know, like an alliance. I can't think of what it was now. But he was a treasurer of that. He robbed them of their money. Oh, man. And he became a fugitive to the very people that he once led. <laughs> so I know that after he did it, you know, he can remember what I said, and it probably meant something. I don't know. I never heard anything more from him. I don't know if he survived and lived much longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. God doesn't kid around, man. He gives us promises. We take authority. Yep. And he protects his kids. Yep. Well, you know, there there have been instances, and one happened not too long ago, where um, uh, where there was a church somewhere, I can't remember where it was, and somebody broke in there uh, while they were having service and was going to shoot people. And they had a, I think it was a security guard or an usher that was armed, and he dropped the guy right there. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I remember that not too long ago. So, you know, if, if, if I think if there's imminent danger and, you know, there's somebody hopped up on drugs or just crazy enough to come and do something like that. I think that uh, it is permissible to take some sort of action. You don't have to well, shoot to kill, you know. Yeah, if that uh, guy didn't, hadn't have done that, how many other people would have been taken out? 
Yeah. So, you know, so uh, greater love there's no man that, that he lays down his life for his friends and he didn't die or anything, but the guy could have turned around and shot him first and then continued on, you know. Um, so, there, you know, there there will be instances where, where that's going to be needed. And, um, and, you know, so we have to listen to the Lord, like you said, um, in every instance. Yeah, whether whether it be do I make a left hand turn or right here or, you know, do I take this guy out because he's he's obviously a danger to himself and others. Um, so um, but, you know, it's we got to We got to. That's why it's important for us to be in God's word. It's important for us to be in prayer because we can hear his voice when we're in his word. and We're in prayer because we become familiar with him. He said, my sheep hear my voice, know my voice and they and they follow me. You know, and how do you know his voice unless you pray with with him and to him and and be in his word all the time? You know, oh, yeah, well, you don't have to read the Bible. You know, there's so many congregations out there anymore. Oh, yeah, well, the Holy Spirit leads us. We don't read the Bible. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry for you. I really feel bad for you because, you know, there's remember when Jesus said you're going to be brought before magistrates and don't be afraid of what you're going to say because when that time comes, I'll put the words in your mouth. But it yeah. could be that those words are come to your mouth because it's something that you read, you know, and he just brings he brings scripture back into your mind. Right. right. You know, <clears throat> so, you know, it could be that, you know, he just supernaturally speaks through you, too. I'm not discounting that. But um, it's just, you know, how do you, <laughs> you know, like my wife, you know, how do I get to know my wife? You know, I, I spend time with her. I, granted, I need to spend more time with her. Um <clears throat> But, you know, you spend time with somebody, you become intimate with them, you you um, you know them like you know yourself, you know, and and that's what we really need to do and and, and how we really need to be acting. And I, I don't mean to be a Bible thumper or be standing on a soapbox right now or a pulpit, whatever. But, you know, <clears throat> there's not enough of this done nowadays. You know, um, I uh, you know, when you go to a Bible study and you're told you don't need a Bible. I'm like, okay, so what is it then? A rap session? Is it a you know, a, a psychological uh, motivational speech? <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm going to bring a Bible anyway because I'm going to check out everything you say and make sure that it's of the Word of God. You know, and I'll call you on it if it's not <clears throat> in private at first, and then you know you 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 evolve from there. But um, you know, and and I, I'm as guilty as everybody else. You know, I I get I get you know. Uh, caught up in life, you know, between work and and going to school now and 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 stuff like that. I I neglect the Bible and I I really I, I'll be the first to admit it. I need to be in it more, you know. And, I, and you know, I believe the Lord told me to get a gun. Uh huh. Well, no way. I said, Lord, you know, you're going to have to supply the money in a way that I'm going to know it's you for this because I just don't see it. I I have the power and faith to overcome anything i don't why do i need a gun right so a guy donated exactly the amount i needed to get this gun and he and he told me this prophetically he says i'm giving you this because god's already told you what you need it for right and this is what i'm giving it to you so he's already told you and i'm i'm giving this so that you know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what I needed to get the gun that I thought I was supposed to um, have. 
and I bought it. Right. I bought it out of obedience. Um, <laughs> he told me in a way that was no uncertain terms. I knew, and I almost sold it a couple times to get rid of it. Uh-huh. And each time, the Lord just convicted me, no, you're going to need this. Right. So I'm not right. reading anything into it. I just know that, you know, if the Lord told me that and I'm being obedient, then I just got to wait on him and, and be obedient. So right. when right. this writing and stuff comes, a, a gun is, matter of fact, when I was praying, one of the times I was praying, that was when that incident happened where the guy took the other guy out and probably kept a bunch of people from dying. And I thought, my God, Lord, maybe you know that something like that is going to happen. Yeah, that's right. And Well, you know, sometimes just for, you know, Jesus told the disciples something weird because um, towards the end of his ministry, he says, you know, in the past I told you not to carry a sword, but now I'm telling you to carry one. Right. And, you know, sometimes just producing a weapon will will cause people to back down and go away. Well, he, he said even, you know, sell your clothes so you can buy two swords. Yeah. And the, and yeah. the whole thing, though, was that um, going from city to city, there were robbers and thieves. And they would look to see which group was had no swords at all. Right. They were the easy targets, so they would right. hit and plunder them first. The ones with a sword... Um, not so much. Two swords. Okay, they're no. This is you know, this is too costly. Yeah, this uh, is somebody you don't want to mess with. Yeah, yeah. they're they're prepared. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, online somebody had a sign on their lawn that says, "We believe in the Second Amendment, so don't try anything here." However, my neighbor doesn't believe in the Second. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I, uh, there was a good lawsuit there because basically he was telling them directing criminals to the guy's house, but, um, and I think he was ordered to take it down, which, you know, I'm kind of glad happened, but, um, we had to say it's a gun, a gun free zone. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, yeah. Starbucks, you know, gun free zone. And they're, they're, they're doing it to get back at the cops because they don't like cops, but, um, what they're doing is they're advertising everybody, you know, hey, rob me, <laughs> you know. Um, and if you look at the, um, the the armor that Paul talks about, yes, it can be used in an offensive manner, but it could be also be used in a defensive manner. You know, uh, what does he say about the shield, that you use the shield to protect yourself from the fiery darts, right? Right, the enemy, yeah. Yeah, and the sword is, you know, just holding a sword, like I said, can dissuade somebody. Uh, the shoes that he talks about, I don't know if you know what the Romans were, but they actually had shoes that had spikes in them. They had, like, spikes driven through the bottom. Somehow they reinforced it so it didn't hurt your feet. But um, So they had better traction on the ground. And so, you know, I forgot what the shoes are in the armor. Um, but the blessed, breastplate. The preparation right? of the gospel. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Firm gospel. foundation. Yeah. And, and a sword and a, and a shield and, and a breastplate of righteousness and girded with uh, truth and um, and a helmet of salvation, you know. And it's interesting how they work because uh, the salvation's on the head. And where does where does everything originate? You know, where do you think about things? Where do you uh, where, where where does your imagination come from and stuff like that? It comes from the head. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it works from the head on down. And um, it's interesting how Paul describes it. It's um, there's a lot of strategy there if you if you do a study into it it's it's amazing but um so i don't know um 
I but, just, you know, in the head, it's as a man thinketh, so is he in right. um, Proverbs. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's exactly, you know, what you think is what you're going to be or react to. So, you know, it's important to think biblical, right. think God's ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, that's kind of like a default that you have to set in your head. So, right, right. So, you know, there is some merit to, to having a weapon. But um, anyway, you know, just if you live in, in the cities or around cities, just be careful because things are going to get a little hairy. I mean, you know, um, how do I say this in a nice manner? Um, I'll just say it. Uh, there's a lot of liberals out there that aren't wrapped too tight. And and Michael Savage even says that liberalism is a mental disorder. And, and there is some reason to trust that that's a true statement. And if people are just uh, have mental disorders, they, they're not thinking correctly, so um, they're they're apt to make uh, rash decisions that don't make sense. Um, so you know they they may see that uh, or know for in some cases that you're you're a believer, uh, that you're uh, most probably if you're a believer, you know most probably you're a conservative, and uh, and they might try to to do something. So. Um, Jeez, what did Jesus say? He said, be as wise as serpents, but as gentle as doves. Yep, harmless as a dove. Yep. Right. So, um, man, it sounds like your voice is about to go, Jim. Uh, I know. I, you know, I've been, I've been muting myself in between coughing, so. Well, thank you. I haven't even, haven't heard one cough, but, um, so if, uh, if you, uh, hey, Eric got onto the, uh, Eric, you on the, um, the chat. Yeah, yeah, I am. All right, good deal. Good deal. I didn't, maybe you know. We, I know. I notice we have a faithful listener. Yeah, she's here every week, and yep. uh, it's cool. She's, she's a real blessing. She really is. I've gotten to know her uh, through correspondence, and um, and a real blessing, uh, a real genuine sister in the Lord, and uh, very nice lady. Um, but uh, getting back to what we were talking about, so if uh, uh, Trump does happen to know what the future holds, he probably knows uh, the kind of restraints he needs to put into to effect to protect us when that happens, hopefully. Right. And um, you know he'll uh, he'll think wisely about um, <laughs> you know if they just. Here's the you're gonna have problems in Chicago, New York, um, maybe Detroit. I don't know. Uh, Detroit's different than a lot of cities. I I've got a lot of respect for Detroit. Um, but you know you got San Francisco, Los Angeles. I was just gonna say, don't forget San Francisco and Los Angeles. They're, oh yeah, yeah. They're right. They're right for um, stuff. I think that <laughs> they wouldn't even have to go in uh, militarily. They just have to. They would just have to shut off all access to those cities and kind of let them fester until they came to their senses, if that's possible. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of like a siege. But um, anyway, so I just exhort any brothers and sisters out there, you know, if you travel, commute to a city and stuff, just just be careful. And if you live in one, definitely be careful. Um, it's not wrong to stockpile food. Um, Jim, man... At one time, you got a whole big supply of food, and you gave it out liberally to everybody. And, <laughs> you know, and that was really neat. You know, you gave it out to people that needed food right now, 
you know, and it was all those, um, you know, the dried foods that uh, that you yeah, reconstitute. I think it was 32 six gallons of a month supply for one person. Right. Um, that's three meals a day. So I don't eat three meals a day, so I don't need all of what I got. So I'm I'm keeping it in store. I, my wife and I at the time, you know, it's married. And my wife and I, we added up all our family, and I said, you know, I'm going to freak out if it happens to be two months for everybody in our relatives and everything. And that's exactly what it came to. But at the time, her sister thought I was a major fruit loop until she found out that my pastor friend, Steve Upshur, was her former pastor. And then oh, it wow. just freaked her out. You know, she didn't realize that I I said, no, he's he's my he's my pastor, but he's also my friend. Uh-huh. And she freaked out on that one. Well, a couple of years later, she's she's seen that everything that I said was starting to happen just as I said. She says she asked her sister. You still got some of that food? And <laughs> Debbie says, no, we got, you didn't want it. So we gave it to other people. And uh, it was exactly enough for her family, my family, for two months supply. Wow. Um, well, my kids took it and I, I gave it to them, but that still left a lot left over. So you're right. I, you know, when people need it, I, I give it to them. Um, and when, uh, when they didn't want it, I gave it to some of my friends, and uh, right. it ended up being – it still was more than I need, and I still got extra, and I'm just holding on to it more time and need than I can give it to who I need when I need. Right. And some of it – I don't know about mailing it to you, but I think I had promised you someone I never got it mailed to you. Ah, That's okay. Um, so, no, no. You'll, you'll be on the top of the list. Well, thank you. Uh, yes. we, we have somebody in a room uh, called Kathy. I won't say her last name in case she doesn't want me to. But Oh, uh, I know Kathy. She's new. She says, hi. Uh, first time listener. Been really enjoying this. And then I welcomed her and she said thanks and gave a smiley face. Cool. Yeah, this is neat. This is really neat. Um, welcome, everybody. I know there's some of you that aren't, you know, getting into the chat room. And that's okay. You know, it, you don't have to. It's not a requirement, but um, no. uh, just welcome. Thank you for for coming and listening. Um, this is this has been a very interesting show. It's been a very controversial show. It's it's uh, something that um, uh, we got a thumbs up from Kathy. Um, it's something that, my goodness, you know, if if we were to come out with this ten years ago, you know, I, I would be a resident where I work. Um, you know, because uh, it's, it's. Well, you know, 24 years ago, I mentioned that some of Bible prophecy is not going to be understood because we don't realize the earth is hollow and the end time actually means the manipulation of space time. Right. But what is the two hot topics now that everybody's talking about? Anything from DC, Marvel Comics to um, documentaries. Documentaries has almost put the hollow earth as a mainstream idea now. I mean, right. I never thought I'd live to see today. For two, de- I mean, no, for for a decade and a half, I've been laughed at, mocked, um, scorned, uh, made fun of, and now time caught up to what I knew. And uh, you were before your time, even yeah. even the even the children understand it. My uh, kids were sitting eating uh, dinner tonight, and uh, 
they were talking about Minecraft. You guys are familiar with the Minecraft game. Sure. Yeah, it's a block game. Yeah. You know, yeah. little kids, more kids like it. It's pretty popular. Anyways, they were talking about, you know, creating a, a portal in order to uh, go into heaven. Huh. <laughs> Come on, Jim. Come on. I mean, really? <laughs> and I just smiled. Out of the mouth of babes, huh? Right. It's funny how the children, like, what did your, um, oh, 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 Missile used to say, um, you can't understand uh, physics unless you're, you've been educated in physics or unless you're um, uh, a small child. Yes. <laughs> you know? I totally agree. <laughs> they have their imaginary friends, you know, they you know, some of the things, the things they're talking to probably aren't good, but they can see them and they know them and they, um, you know, whereas adults dismiss things like that. And Jesus said, unless you have the faith of a child, you, you, uh, I can't, I don't want to misquote him. So, but, uh, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven, I think is what he said. Um, so we have to, uh, you know, sometimes we think we, we think we know everything because, you know, we've been on this earth for quite a long time now and, and, uh, we think we've seen it all, but, uh, you know, sometimes we have to do a bigger race. We have to try, wipe the hard drive clean, so to speak, and to, to get rid of the files that we don't need and keep the files that we do need and, and start off again with a fresh hard drive, basically. And, uh, or a, a, an infantile hard drive maybe is a good way to put it and just be like kids again, you know, and what do kids do? You know, they, they love their parents, you know, uh, a kid will love his father and uh, many times uh, kids love their fathers even when they're abused, you know, uh, but we have a loving father that doesn't abuse us and wants to give us everything that we could ever imagine if it's in his will. And uh, so how much more should we be thankful and, and, and be like children to, to our father who wants to give us those things and get rid of all the junk, you know, get rid of all the garbage we've accumulated over the years, you know, and, um, uh, you know, going through this class, I'm going through uh, the story of Christianity right from the time right after the apostles, and now we're in the Middle Ages. Um, it's uh, you can see the same mistakes being made. You know what I'm saying, Jim? You, you probably mm -hmm. had that class, mm -hmm. and you you can see that there there are arguments. There there are there are arguments about predestination and and against it. Uh, there were arguments against. Uh, oh, let me try to think. Uh, one of them was. Um, uh, disputing the Nicene Creed and that we're adding something to it, you know, so they had to have another, um, council, you know, where a bunch of bishops got together to decide that. Um, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Nicene and yeah, the Council mm -hmm. of Trent and all those, you know, so I think there was, uh, and all in all, there between the councils and stuff like that, there's probably like 23 or 24 of them. And it always arose because some strange ideas started to come out. You know, um, I haven't found yet where anybody believed in the flat earth. Um, but, you know, I, I'm still not done with the book. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's Islam. Yeah, that's true. That great religion of peace demands that you have to believe the earth is flat or you're less than an infidel. That's right. They demand it. And so all of your clerics, imams, are pretending to be even Christian clergy. All the highest volume um, videos presenting the flat earth is coming from um, Islamic cultural jihad. Right. 
and right. people just don't gather or look at it that way. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why is they don't understand partis. Partis uh -huh. is just as important in our society today as, and I don't understand why it is not taught in any Bible college whatsoever. Uh, partis is a four-layered, like an onion skin on how the Jews wrote the Bible. This is the way they wrote it. This is how, how they, they understood think. it. So yeah. why in the heck would we not learn that? It's kind of important. Yeah. And so there's a richness in Scripture. Whenever anything is uh, prophetic, they use a double layer. They use the one word in what is called a prepositional phrase, and they use that same word as a verb or an adverb. They'll use right. it as a noun. Uh -huh. Now, that's a safety measure because then it clearly defines what is uh what is, let's see, stationary and immovable? Well, it's the orbit and rotation on the axis that is right. immovable, and that concurs with the scriptures um, mm -hmm. in Ecclesiastes 3, 15, uh, 14. Right. So we have all the knowledge there, but most people will look, and they'll look in a... Um, a concordance and look up the one part. Oh, see, that proves it right there, fixed and immovable. But they don't look at the other part because they don't know how to look. Yeah, because every every Jews, Hebrew word is is ex, if it's a noun, it's got a verb that explains it. If it's a verb, it's got a noun that explains it. And if you don't yes. look at both of them, you'll never understand scripture. Well, and the thing is, they we read left to right. They read right to left. Right. So everything is backwards. For them, you can't look up a concordance and and look up earth, round earth, like earth, flat earth, whatever. Uh huh. With them, it is they put it in the front, so that means you got to look up every flat earth, um, like earth. You got to look up F. You got to look up L. You got to look up all these different things in the Hebrew to understand what that word is actually saying. That's partis. Right. They do everything backwards from us. So they put it as a prefix, not a suffix. So uh -huh. it's not that easy. If you don't know that about partis, you're you're looking and you don't get it. You don't see it unless you're thorough and look at every word. Me, before I even understood partis, I didn't let that stop. I wanted to make sure that I was seeing what was accurate. So I'd look up every word from looking up every word. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You're right here. Right. So I... I understood it that way only because I'm thorough. I don't believe that that uh, just because it appears to be this, let's see what the rest of the scripture says word by word. Right. And when I look it up, I go, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, uh -huh. it's, it's a rotation on the axis, and the, um, the rotation around, around the, sun. the sun. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, even a scripture that says Jesus wept, the shortest scripture in the Bible. Okay, shortest verse in the Bible, excuse me. And okay, so he wept. And so, you know, you can you can look at the topler and say, Okay, he wept because Lazarus died, and Lazarus was his friend. But then you can dig deeper and say, Well, yeah, but he felt empathy and compassion for Mary and Margaret and the other people who were weeping. And then you can look at it even deeper and see okay, well he's weeping for all mankind because all mankind has to die because of sin. You know, and then you can look at it deeper you know and say, well, yeah, but then this was also making him flash on the fact that he was going to be the Lamb of God and that 
maybe some of that weeping was actually weeping of joy because he knew that he was going to take away the sins of the of anybody that wanted to believe in him. So, you know, there's here's, some, here's something else on that. He may have been looking at the fact that Jerusalem now rejects him. The kingdom of heaven is taken away and given to another that brings right. forth the fruits thereof. He's looking at 70 AD. What is about to happen in Jerusalem? It's going to be right. sacked and burned yeah. and destroyed for 2,000 some years. But you see how many facets are in that one scripture? Yeah. Just, just right. two and, words. Jesus wept. Right. You know, it's, it's a multifaceted. Not, right. Yeah. It is. It's a multifaceted. You know, the Greek and, um, and the Hebrew, especially Hebrew, is a four-dimensional language. Right. Um, it's incredible, and we can't possibly understand all of it from three dimensions. So I, I truly believe that every the Book of Life. What is the Book of Life? It's the Bible. It's the Bible. Yeah, I'm convinced and of that. In four dimensions, we're going to see everybody's birth date and death date. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Book of Life. Well, I've told you, and I don't know if I, everybody that's listening has heard this, but. Um, I was at work several years ago, and I was in the break room, and for some reason, I just started flashing on the Bible, thinking about it, and um, all of a sudden, I kid you not, and, you know, if you choose to leave the show after I say this, I understand, but uh, because it is kind of uh, hard, to, hard to comprehend, but I, um, I, I saw a, a Bible stand in there, and it was open, and I went over to it, and uh, when I looked into it, I couldn't just look at the one page. Actually, I looked at the one page, but when I saw it, that page went down infinitely, you know, and if that's just one page of scripture um, and and I don't know how many pages are in a common Bible, but if each page goes down infinitely and it is the book of life, my goodness, there's a lot of people written in there. Um, and and there's probably also the uh, the deeds of the righteous that are written in there and because that's what's going to be brought up with the book of life. Um, that's where we're going to hear well done, good and faithful servant and everything else. And, uh, uh, so it's, it's incredible when, when you look at it at, at five dimensions, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just amazing to, to know that, that every, and, and he, he's done so well to, to preserve it, you know, throughout the, the, the millennial, the millennium, or the millennia, I guess the right way to put it, um, so that that book can be reserved and, and so that, you know, when you when you open up your Bible, you're actually holding in your hands the book of life. And, and it's, you know, man, talk about giving reverence to the Bible, um, you know, just knowing that. Yeah, I know it's pumpkin time. I hear somebody typing. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, it is pumpkin time. And especially yep. for you because you're not feeling good. So uh, let's offer up a prayer for, for Jim and for, for the audience. And I'll, I'll do that if it's okay. Because, yeah, sure. Jim, you're not yep. feeling good. Uh, Father, we, we find it we're now at the time for the show to end. It's been almost two hours. And first, thank you for, for our listening audience. Thank you that people actually got into the, uh, the chat room and, and chatted. That just blessed me so much. Um, thank you that uh, we presented a topic tonight that, um, while it might be bizarre to some people, is actually something that is thought-provoking and and that you will use in one way or another to, to minister to people and to show them that you are in total control of everything. Um, thank you for, for Eric. Thank you for his faithfulness, that he's always here, um, that he's always here to lend a hand and, and, and to... Um, and to speak up when he when he feels that he needs to speak up, um, 
we, we treasure Eric and we thank you for him, Father. We thank you for his family and pray for him and his family. Um, Father, we, we pray for our brother Jim that's not feeling very good today. He's kind of under the weather. Uh, God bless you too, Winsong. Um, Father, we, we just pray that you would uh, take this virus away from him, that he would start feeling better right when the show ends, that he would get, start getting good night's sleeps uh, starting tonight, that he'll, when he wakes up in the morning, he'll feel uh, much better than he felt today and in the, in the last few days. And um, again, we pray for his heart and his, his diabetes and the other things that that um, that are on him, Father. And uh, we pray that those things would be removed and that he would receive a, a mega healing, Father. Uh, we pray for everybody in our audience, those who are sick, those who might have heart conditions, those who um, some some ladies got a problem with her lungs. Right now, we pray for her, and and I'm starting to feel like Pat Robertson. Um, Father, we, we, we pray for those with heart conditions. We pray for those that have multiple sclerosis. I think there's somebody listening or will listen that has that, that you would heal that. Somebody that has Parkinson's disease, that you would heal that. Um, we pray for people with mental disorders, that you would give them a right mind and, and cause them to be able to, to think clearly and effectively. We pray for the unsaved that might listen to this show, that that you would just reveal yourselves to them, Father, in any way that you feel possible, because you know their hearts and you know what they need. And um, But, Father, again, we pray for Jim, that you would just, uh, that you would heal his his health, that you would bring uh, healing into his family, that, um, that you would um, bring correction to those who need correcting, and that you would also just, um, just work miracles, Father. Um, his family, as far as I know, they're all believers, Father. They've all accepted you as their Lord and Savior. And we just pray that um, that you would continue that good work that you started in all of their lives, Father. Um, we just love them like we love Jim. And we just want to see the best for them, too, for Debbie and, and for everybody, Father. Um, and, Lord, we just um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to have such a radio show and and to, to be different than all the other radio shows and to... Um, to be a, an acting force of, of light for you, um, the, the light of Jesus, our Lord. And um, just thank you for giving us the opportunity and, um, and, and providing for us, Father. And we pray for provision in all of our lives and even the audience that you would just use this time of uh, renewal in our land, not just to renew our finances, which we all need, Father, but to renew our hearts and, and our minds uh, so that we can be more like uh, Jesus. So we ask all these things, Father, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you and we praise you, and uh, we just lay everything down at your feet. And uh, like the song says, the, the hymn says, I surrender all. So we pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay, audience. Okay, guys. Um, I don't know if anybody, uh, I really can't stick around afterwards, so we'll just close the show out. <clears throat> okay, okay, but wait a minute. You- you gotta have a turn to have prayer, okay? Uh, let me do a quick one for you. Yeah, okay. Lord, Lord, I just lift up Dave, who also has been very uh, faithful, committed uh, to this radio show. Um, but I pray for his family. I pray for his health. Lord, he's he's got what appears to be life-threatening condition of the heart. Um, 
he keeps taking a licking and, and keeps on ticking. And I pray, Lord, that this this struggle in his body would stop, that you would call him to health and that he would be healthy, his heart totally restored, brand new, um, that you'll <clears throat> that you'll do a work that will bring him um, just health that he needs to be able to do what he needs to do in these last days. He needs to be healthy, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So we just breathe that into his life. We pray, Lord, he's got a wonderful wife, Barbara, that is right there by his side, that they'll continue to grow in closeness and intimacy, that uh, you'll just put an anointing and blessing on there. on their ministry together, um, help her to be the, the helpmate that she continues to be, strengthen them uh, and their family and the many that are not saved yet, that they'll come to the realization and the reality of, of Christ. And through them, perhaps by setting an example, they'll want what they have. So I just pray for this kind of peace and unity and restoration of my brother so he doesn't have to keep battling this up and down war. He can be set free totally in Jesus' name. We pray and we thank you. Amen. I accept that. Amen. I want to thank Kathy and Winsong for being on here with us. Um, we we love our listeners. We really do. Um, and even if you didn't enjoy, uh, it, if you didn't join into the um, the conversation uh, online, um, we just pray that uh, you'll keep coming, and uh, we'll see you everybody next uh, when, next Monday. Um, just thank you for being such such faithful listeners and. Uh, and for being such loving individuals in uh, in Jesus' name. So, guys, uh, audience, uh, everybody have a wonderful uh, week, okay, until we meet again. Amen. God bless. God bless, Goodbye. everybody. Bye.